0: Dan Petrella is an a reporter for the Chicago Tribune. Thanks for for joining us, Dan. Um, this story, when I first heard it break, I was like, "Oh no, not another COVID outbreak at the veterans' home," and this is the one in LaSalle. What are the numbers?
1: Yes. Um, so on Monday, the Illinois Department of Veterans Affairs reported that uh, in recent days, forty-two residents and twenty-three staff members had tested positive for COVID-19 in the couple days since. I think about um, four more residents and six more uh, staff members or so have have tested positive. Um, And, uh, yeah, so it's a pretty widespread outbreak happening.
0: Yeah, so I I know there's about 190 beds there, so we're almost at a third of the facility being sickened with COVID-19. It concerns me because I always worry about how we take care of our vets, and of course, it seems like we really saw the damage it did a couple years ago. And people have always held Governor Pritzker's feet to the fire about this. Has he made any comments recently?
1: Um, he has not commented publicly that I have seen um, on the on the current outbreak at LaSalle. One thing um, I think we all who hope- Pay attention to state government politics. Remember what happened in 2020 at LaSalle. And one notable thing is just, I think this shows the effectiveness of the the vaccines and the treatments that are available for COVID now. Um, You know, in that situation, 36 veterans died in just a matter of um, maybe a little over a month or so. And now um, they haven't even had to move any of these veterans, or at least as of Monday, hadn't had to move any of these veterans out of the home and into hospitals for more acute care. They're saying they're all mild cases. I think all but one of the uh, people who've been infected, at least as of Monday, were fully vaccinated. So. Um, It really, I guess, is, you know, like you said, it's it's nerve-wracking to see this happening again, but it also is an indication of how far things have come in in combating COVID.
0: Absolutely, because if you are living in a VA home, you probably have some health issues and you'd be in that group of people who could succumb to COVID, but maybe we're at a point where we catch it early and people are treated properly and you've got a better chance. So is it a change in the way the information was released so quickly? Um, yes, I mean, it's, you know, they
1: were notifying about the outbreak early on um, at LaSalle the last time around. But what, um, the, what a, a state audit found is that the Department of Public Health was slow to react, uh, slow to get people on the ground last time in 2020 as this was happening. Um, in this instance, uh, the Department of Veterans Affairs notified public health the same day the first case was detected Um IDPH staff was, was there within a couple days, uh, three days, I think it was. Um, the governor was notified the same day that the, the Department of Public Health officials visited the veteran's home. Um, it appears that they are implementing lessons that they learned the last time around, which, um, again, was before, uh, was before the vaccines existed, before some of the um, antiviral treatments that exist now were widely available.
0: Dan Petrella is a journalist, a writer for the Chicago Tribune. We're talking about the LaSalle VA home where 36 vets died two years ago. Now they've got a big outbreak close to, it looks like a third of the people who work there or live there are infected with COVID. And they're still allowing visitors in?
1: Yes. Um, you know, this is another policy shift from um, what happened two years ago when I think we all remember, um, especially those of us who had loved ones in in nursing facilities um, where you weren't allowed to, to come in to pay visits. They're encouraging people to wait until the outbreak is over, but they are not um, prohibiting visitors. And they are also um, continuing uh, leisure activities and um, things like that for the residents with their, saying social distancing practices in place um, to try to avoid isolating folks who, who haven't been infected in their, in their rooms to make sure they still have some quality of
0: life. And has technology played a bigger part now where we have better ventilation, we have better ways to to deal with COVID-19, especially in facilities like a VA home?
1: You know, I, I believe they did have some of these, they're called negative pressure rooms in place back in 2020. I'm not sure what type of upgrades they've made to those in the intervening years. Um, but I think one of the things that was detected early on in the 2020 outbreak was um, lax, just infection control practices, basic things like hand washing, and um, they had, I recall, hand sanitizer around the mm-hmm. the facility that wasn't really effective, wasn't the proper kind. Um, so all sorts of issues like that that they've addressed over the last couple of years.
0: Well, I'm glad they addressed the issues that people have not been hospitalized, and that ho- our hope is that everyone does well. Thank you so much for sharing your report with us. Thank you for having me. And, Brian, you do have a clip of the governor, right? The governor did address this situation. We vaccinated before December of 2020. We vaccinated the veterans at our veterans' homes before December 31st of 2020. It was one of my requirements. When vaccines became available, we had to go right to those veterans' homes, vaccinate everybody that was willing. Almost everybody got vaccinated. That was the first round. Then we boosted. Now we're at the bivalent boosters. Many of the homes already have gotten the bivalent boosters. Some are scheduled still to come. So some still are unvaccinated, but it's not because we haven't scheduled them. It's just that they're scheduled. And in fact, in the month of October, month of November, all of them should get done. Well, it it sounds like so far so good. I mean, let's face it, you can't really stop people from contracting COVID-19, but it looks like the mitigations in place actually are keeping people somewhat healthy and safe. That's all we can hope for because our vets deserve the best Thank you for joining us for the Lisa Dent Show. Coming up, we'll meet folks at the Chicago Culinary Kitchen. You got questions about cooking turkeys, buying turkeys? The price is on the rise. They're saying you'll pay 32% more. What kind of prices are you seeing? Send me a text at 312-981-7200. And then we'll check in with Kelly Meyer, our Washington correspondent in News Nation's Washington, D.C. Bureau. Uh, Did you watch the great debate last night? Our friend Leland Vittert, did the pregame, Cuomo did the postgame, and the debate, I'll be honest, the first eight minutes, I was I was cringing. It was something that I hadn't seen before, but we'll talk about that on the way after Steve's newscast on 720 WGN. Lisa Dent. WGN.